0: Arts news from around the area, welcome to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo, on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO.
1: Good morning and welcome to Creative Cafe, I'm Kristen Chesick and I have the privilege this morning of talking with Adam Schumacher, he is the Director of Education for the Gilmore Piano Festival, good morning
2: Adam. Good morning.
1: What is your favorite morning beverage?
2: Coffee of any kind. I mean, (laughs) that's like the favorite beverage at large, you know. It is, but... Morning, noon, night.
1: You said any kind, though. Really? So is that that true?
2: Okay. I'm I'm sure there's some exclusions, but I'm pretty flexible.
1: Okay. So let me ask you this. Are you in the pumpkin spice camp or out of the pumpkin
2: spice? I can do pumpkin spice. Okay. So you're in that camp. I can do that. So
1: yeah, yeah, you really do it. Most of the time it's like like
2: black coffee or espresso You know? Yes. Or just lots of espresso. Just lots of espresso? Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, good. Well, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show this morning. Um, you, as I said before, you're the director of education for the Gilmore Piano Festival. I know a lot of our community understands that the Gilmore Festival is a uh, the biennial international festival. Um, it's a lot of fun, very prestigious for our community. But beyond that flagship programming, there is a whole world of educational programming beneath. Can you tell us a little bit about those different programs?
2: It is a whole world. It's <laughs> <laughs> it has expanded so much um, since I've, <laughs> I've been here. And uh, we are running programs year-round at this point, mm-hmm. um, except for, like, a few weeks in August. Like, <laughs> this is, there's really something going on. And um, that's when
1: I asked you to be on the radio show. Yeah, it's great. perfect.
2: So, like, we've, we have the Piano Labs, which is the core program, and that um that is up to, I have to look at my notes, like six piano labs and then some. Oh, wow. Um, we have five in Kalamazoo and one in Battle Creek that also works with a bunch of other partners. Um, so those are it's a very active program, high contact point for students that get seen regularly, twice a week usually, for mm-hmm. small group lessons. And um, so
1: when you say piano lab, is yeah. this learning to play piano? Is it literally technique? Yeah, techniques? it is
2: literally group piano lessons. Oh, okay. um, most of them are in the schools, so they're mm-hmm. during the school day. Uh, some of them are music therapy-based. Um, the juvenile home and the young adult program, we have music therapy-driven labs that are um, more geared towards serving the students' needs rather than just piano. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's. It means music, straight-up music, and then, then some, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those those occupy a lot of our time. <laughs> okay.
1: But you have other programs, too. We do,
2: yeah. Um, we have Keys Fest, which is a, a day of master classes for students, um, pre, pre-college students, and they study with a teacher publicly, mm-hmm. kind of like a group lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also recitals on that day and community concerts on that day. and um, We run a piano camp in the summer. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been a long tradition, too, at Sherman Lake. Every end of June, we have about 50 pianists out there uh, just playing piano and doing camp things.
1: Yeah, And so are these youth camps then? Yes, yeah, yeah, youth. Um,
2: And then, you know, recently our community engagement has been amping up. We've been part of uh, Juneteenth celebrations in Kalamazoo and Battle Creek, Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to look at my notes. We're um, helping out (laughs) with the Edison Jazz Festival and partnering with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've done Hispanic Heritage Month celebrations in Battle Creek and Kalamazoo. Uh, Baby Grands concerts and family concerts, you name it.
1: Right. I saw that, the Baby Grands, and that literally is about babies. And and very very young students yeah. being exposed and they can just it's a concert to, that
2: you can bring whatever kid to and they can really do whatever they, they want, want. Yeah. so they're being
1: exposed to that yep. experience but it's not they're they're not being asked to act in a certain
2: way at no that point. pressure to behave yeah, as, long, yeah. as long as you're not I guess, hitting other people <laughs> 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 or breaking um, instruments but you know it's it's yeah they're yep, they're yep. a wild time and it was at bells and during the festival so it was kind of fun
1: so baby baby grands at, at bell's, bells yeah. <laughs> so small children with pianos and parents at a brewery. Yeah, you know. You
2: guys know how to party. It's, it's it was a good it was a good time.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it was a good time. It sounds like uh, so most of the programs you have described are for it sounds like very very young, through maybe uh, eighteen nineteen. Correct. Do you have any adult programming in your education?
2: We do. So i um, thinking you know broadly you know the, the festival pre concert lectures. Mm-hmm. Um, we recently have developed our ma- our festival master classes into a more residency program mm-hmm. for young professionals. Okay. They're aiming to be pianists. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had the first one just this last spring, and so we saw 25, uh, 24 actually students come through and spend about five days with us. And they did master classes, they did uh, group coaching sessions, mm-hmm. entrepreneurial talks, um, wellness talks. Uh, Lots oh, wow. of just contact time with us and the staff and with festival artists. So it was, it was a really cool program. That is cool. That was a festival fellows program. Yeah. Um, so
1: getting, getting a lot of exposure, to folks that have uh, well-rounded careers yeah. already. Yeah, a lot of them are, of the are on
2: the path, and they're yeah. just trying to figure it out. And so okay. we're trying to interject you know, both connections and resources mm-hmm. and um, kind of how to, how to talk about how to make a life mm-hmm. in the arts sure. at that level. And it went really, really well. Um, very, very different than the usual, usual classical residency that we do. So. Right, right. Um, so that was good. It was a nice change. And then we also have uh, piano labs for adults. Our community piano lab okay, offers yeah, adult classes. Okay, so yeah. if I
1: wanted to learn to play the piano, yep, I could go take could go, adult yeah. piano
2: lab. Yeah, and so we're kind of in this niche, you know, a kind of affordable group piano mm-hmm. niche uh, yeah. lessons because there's a there's a vast pool of Teachers and studios in town that offer private lessons, and we never really want to encroach on that. Sure. Um. So, a really great starting point for getting you know, getting kids going or adults going back mm-hmm. to piano. Sometimes we've had all sorts of adults pop through our community lab.
1: To, so yeah, to get back to that. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I know when you teach, you're, you're teaching students, young and old alike, to play the piano. But really, what what are you really teaching? I mean, what else do students learn about the art, about themselves?
2: Well, I, I wrote my notes. I like that question. Because <laughs> <laughs> there you, um, go. you know, it's, it's funny because it's, it's easy to say, well, we just teach piano. Um, but as I remind my staff and the teachers and people that, and, and funders too, it's like you know having that piano experience, especially interjected in the school day mm-hmm. or like through your music therapy program at your um, you know, school, it's, it's kind of creating an opportunity for uh, a closer contact period with an adult that could, you know, you know, build a relationship with you, Mm -hmm. much like a teacher, but you're not dealing with a larger classroom. Right. Um, Music has been, over the last, like, probably 20 or 30 years, there's been a lot of research in music therapy, just talking about the non-musical benefits of studying an instrument, learning music, uh, anything from cognitive to uh, auditory to, you know, actually physical development in children, Mm -hmm. especially at a young age. And so... um, you know whether or not we get like you know concert pianists from the piano lab is the least concern for us. Sure, it's more about having that tactile creative um, energy in the day, and it also also um, for some of these students it's kind of a break from the day. You know your mm-hmm. your academics academics and learning stuff, and then you go to the piano lab and you're still learning, but it's a different it's a different neural pathway really, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so it gives them a chance to kind of develop creatively. And develop skills that will also help them as just a well-rounded student and hopefully adult, right? So, right, right. Um, I try to remind my staff that like we're creating positive musical experiences. Mm-hmm. We're creating a music-going culture. Uh, so you know, students that want to participate in musical activities go to musical activities, um, play in musical activities and art activities, right? So we're we're adding to that. And we're this, just trying to give these students those experiences.
1: Right, right. And, and that form of self-expression, right? Being able to do that in a different way. So through music is amazing.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, gosh, self-expression, that's a whole other thing You go down, right? Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, taking the time to uh, to basically reach in emotionally, right? Yeah, I mean, right. And that's often not given to, gosh, us on a work day, right? It's right, right. Like, when, when are you allowed to be emotional or receptive to things that are outside of kind of task-driven, you mm-hmm. know, things, which is totally academics, too, right? Right,
1: so. right, exactly. Well, that's great. If, um, if I want to find out about your educational programming, if I want to learn to play piano, or if we've got folks out there that have students who are looking for those piano labs, how do
2: I do that? Simplest way, um, we're online, mm-hmm. uh, thegilmore.org slash education Mm-hmm. Um, is the quickest path to see all the programming that we have. Um, you can call us too. Uh, but you know it's yeah. pop online first, all the informations there. My, there. my phone number's there, you know, my email. Okay. So we have uh, a great team in the office, Leslie and Nicole, that can help you too. so
1: okay. yeah. And uh, it's not free, but <laughs> it also sounded like especially since a lot of them are group classes mm-hmm. that they're very affordable. If there are folks out there that want to help keep them affordable, and, and make it so that um, it's accessible to everyone, how, how do they donate?
2: Yeah, thegilmore.org, again, slash giving mm-hmm. is the, the donate mm-hmm. link, and you can okay. kind of see different ways you can give. Um, you can, again, you can call us, too, or just come in and, you know, throw some money towards education. Yeah, <laughs> uh, As Kristen was saying, you know, I feel like I'm talking to somebody else, but as yeah, you were saying, yeah. uh, the you know, the programs are really funded. Mm-hmm. They're heavily funded by, you know, foundations mm-hmm. and Private donors that make it possible mm-hmm. to make these programs happen. Without that, we wouldn't be able to do it all. So right, right, oh, that's great.
1: I've been talking with Adam Schumacher, director of education for the Gilmore Piano Festival. Can't wait to see what else is coming this next season for the Gilmore. Thank you so much. Soon,
2: so, yeah, I think yeah, my, very soon, uh, end of the week or something. Yes, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you.
0: Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Summer is almost over, but the arts are still growing strong. Whether it's a live outdoor concert, a riveting piece of theater, or a beautiful ballet, Kalamazoo has everything you'd want in an arts and culture scene. In fact, arts and culture have always been a cornerstone of what makes Kalamazoo a great place to work and live. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. And they're still here serving artist organizations and connecting artists to our community. If you want to know what's happening in the local arts scene, please visit the website, kalamazooarts.org, and click on the calendar to plan on your next experience. That's kalamazooarts.org. And help amplify the arts in our community. Now you know. Please Join us next week for another installment of The Creative Café, brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. You're listening to The Creative Café, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO.
1: All right, good morning. I'm Kristen Chesick. Welcome to Creative Cafe. This morning, I have the pleasure of speaking with Amy Thill, who is a local artist, and she is also the MRC Artworks Unit Manager. Good morning.
3: Good morning. What is your favorite morning beverage? Oh, coffee, and then more coffee. I usually do a pre-coffee, walk the dog, Uh and then have real-deal coffee, okay. yeah.
1: So coffee. You, you actually uh, you have a cop- coffee warmer, huh? Uh,
3: a a yeah. Keurig, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fancy,
1: not fancy. Not but, fancy, you know. but yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that, the pre-coffee, precursor to your coffee yeah, in the morning. Well, good. Well, welcome. As I said, you're a professional artist and art educator with MRC Industries. You also have your own career as an artist, which is very nice. Um, but we're here to talk about MRC artworks today, and I'm wondering... Um, What MRC Artworks is because I don't know if everybody really knows.
3: Yeah, so MRC Artworks, we're located right downtown Kalamazoo on the mall. We're actually right across from Morrison's and the Epic Center, so Mm -hmm. we're like waving distance from you guys. (laughs) Um, And we've been there for greater than nine years. Prior to that, we were at the Park Trades. Prior to that, we were at Bank Street. But we are a program of MRC Industries, which is a local nonprofit that works with adults with disabilities on employment skills. We just get the fun end of it where we work, on job skills while creating artwork. Right. And you teach. I do. And I'm assuming
1: that the title of unit manager also means you get to manage a lot of the aspects of the what goes on across the street from us there in downtown. So
3: much management. Yeah. So I myself am an art instructor there. Uh, but primarily, I do the management of the program. So I have three full-time, fantastically gifted and skilled instructors. And then I kind of cover for them or get to model new techniques. I was having some artists work on rivets in leather and grommets in leather. Mm-hmm. And then my most recent task today, I was painting our window display. So yeah. Okay. All right. And you just expanded your facilities there across the
1: street to include a brand new gallery. So can you talk a little bit about what led up to that expansion and what happens in that space?
3: Yeah, I'll try and be brief on it. Um, (laughs) But I don't want to say the word pandemic because we've said that before, everybody, um, but... We yeah. had to make changes yeah. since the pandemic. So we, we were very creative in how to continue support uh, sp- supporting our artists. Mm-hmm. But we had to uh, develop a telehealth program. We were able to phase that out and bring some more artists back into an adjacent space and um, and how we did that is by expanding. So we are able to support uh, upwards of 30 artists on site right now. We are always open to more artists joining our program. We have just a fantastic group of adults who they live, they learn art, and um, they, they sell their art and, and learn those job skills. Right. I was going to say, so, so as a patron of the arts, I
1: can walk into MRC Artworks, and, and all that war- artwork is up for, for display. Um, can you kind of take me through what is it, what are, what are the kind of skills that are being taught from, I guess maybe it's from the actual skills of the artwork itself? all the way to how do you sell a piece of art, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. So... On any given day, we currently serve 20 or so artists, and again, we've got our main original space that's a working gallery and studio, so the community is welcome to come in any day, Monday through Friday, special events like Art Hop, special events on Saturdays, and they can shop, but they can also interact with our working artists. So our artists are actually working on really, really important things that all of us need to work on, patience, persistence, problem solving, (laughs) uh, interacting with others, being open to suggestions. Um, being open to feedback. But we get to do that while creating art. And when they complete their art, it goes for sale. Mm -hmm. When they sell their art, they get 75% back to them. It's a joy to see community members come in and get to talk to our artists, get to watch our artists. Our artists are the best salespeople ever. (laughs) They they are known to uh, sell their work quite well. And the expansion has let us have more of a curated space. It's more of a boutique Mm -hmm. type of space. So we take the work that our artists do and we make little collections so ease of purchase is a little bit easier if you have a hard time making a decision you can go over into that space and say "Ooh, that matches that and I want them both um, and we also feature our woodworks program that's at our industrial facility at 26th Street and those are all products made by participants who also happen to be adults with disabilities mm-hmm. under the supervision and direction of a skilled craftsman and so they work on those job skills but they also use hand tools and power tools and they use reclaimed wood and upcycled furnishings and they create um, usable products crates and flower planters and mm-hmm. display shelves and the same the same process happens where they learn those skills they create a product the product goes for sale and then 75 percent of the proceeds go back to them as a source of income
1: that's great Great. So, and that's um, that. That's across the board. That's all of the different programs in terms of the artist and the wood we, woodworking in terms of being able to pay that artist. That seventy five percent. Yeah, back. yeah. That that is great. Well, can we talk a little bit about you as an artist? Um, your medium. What kind of got you into art?
3: Yeah, well, that's a. I have to give a shout out to my parents. Still to this day, they tell me that my freshman year of high school, I wanted to take keyboarding, and they said I had to take something fun, so I had to take <laughs> art. Um, but yeah, I uh, I started when I was young, and always had art going in my house moved on to it in high school and I was have very supportive parents who said you're good at it you should pursue it in college and it was a long process to finally get that degree but I have a psychology degree with heavy coursework in fine art from Kendall and college for creative studies and Ferris State um, and then from there, I kind of just dabble. I do a lot of acrylic painting. I'm a photo representational painting, a painter. Mm-hmm. My most recent work is uh, whimsical upcycling of vintage and thrift store paintings where I add characters like Bigfoot or a Spaceship. Or Bigfoot. They became really popular. It was so funny. <laughs> but, yeah they're, yeah, they're fun. So, um,
1: Yeah. And then, so it sounds like with the psychology degree in there, that this, the MRCR works is a natural fit for you. What drew you to putting those two things together?
3: Well, I was just talking to some colleagues recently. I have a joy and passion for the work, and the joy and passion is creating art and working with people. And I've had it since I was a young child. Mm -hmm. And so when the position became available, I had to go for it because it was everything that I am kind of in a box. And now that box is constantly building and growing and kind of exploding. But, um, yeah, it's it's a great use of my skill set in the arts and with working with people. Sure,
1: sure. And just sort of more on the philosophical front, why do you think it's so important for us to, to offer these opportunities for people to express themselves through art and, and the making of art?
3: So a lot of our life are defined. We have defined roles, defined tasks we have to do, and there's a lot of pressure to do that. In art, it can be totally open-ended, and we can totally experiment and fail and have happy accidents. We do lots of upcycling of materials, repurposing of materials, and we make everything work. And without too much intention, right? We, we go with the process of try, try, revisit, try again, learn something new, fail, and try again. And we are happy with that, knowing that it's okay to fail. And it's even better when something unexpected turns out beautiful.
1: Right. Right. So I can go in uh, Monday through Friday, anytime, go down t- uh, across uh, downtown Kalamazoo. It's uh, on on the mall there. Um, MRC Artworks and the boutique is there as well. And then where can you go into the woodworking uh, studio to be able to buy as well there?
3: Yes. So our expansion also features those Woodworks okay. products. Okay. And we also take custom orders and commissions.
1: Okay. So is there a website I can go to to...
3: For shopping purposes, no. Okay. In the future, maybe. We are on mrcindustries.com uh-huh. or .org. Ooh, sorry. And then also uh, we're on Instagram at MRC Artworks. Okay. But otherwise, stop on down stop, and uh, to be able to meet artists,
1: purchase the art.
3: And it's so much more fun shopping that way. It, it is. really is. It is. Yeah. yeah, one
1: of my favorite pieces in my office is an MRC artwork. Wonderful. Piece. Yeah, a little, it's a pig with glasses. He's awesome. So, thank you very much. Thank been, you. Yes, I've been speaking with Amy Phil, a local artist and the MRC Artworks unit manager. And we've, we appreciate everything that you do. Both we appreciate art, you. Yes, thank you.
0: Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Summer is almost over, but the arts are still growing strong. Whether it's a live outdoor concert, a riveting piece of theater, or a beautiful ballet, Kalamazoo has everything you'd want in an arts and culture scene. In fact, arts and culture have always been a cornerstone of what makes Kalamazoo a great place to work and live. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. And they're still here serving artist organizations and connecting artists to our community. If you want to know what's happening in the local arts scene, please visit the website kalamazooarts.org and click on the calendar to plan on your next experience. That's KalamazooArts.org. And help amplify the arts in our community. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of the Creative Cafe, brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo.